Welcome back to another episode. Here we are for another episode of the Dare Show podcast. This is actually going to be the 50th episode. Shout out to 50-ish weeks. <laughs> Almost at the end of the year. But anyways, let's get into what I was going to talk about. This episode, we're going to talk about these like re-recording clauses. And then we'll get into the Grammy nominations. The Grammy nominations came out. This yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> I was like, wait, this morning, no, yesterday morning, and the Grammys are going to be in January, so we'll talk about that. It's not so much. Um, so mixing and mastering, owning your masters as an artist. So I wasn't really going to talk about this, but I had to figure out what was going on. I had to understand what was popping, and I think I finally got to the. <laughs> To, to it. I finally got to the what is going on. So, like I've heard early, earlier this year, we've heard um, Anita owning, uh, trying to get her masters back from Warner Brothers, I believe it is. Um, Anita trying to do that. Not sure if she was going to get it. She was told she could. Um, Taylor Swift is a bigger one, and then Ashanti just came out and talked about her not owning her masters. So there's, they're like, we're going to just re-record your music. We're just going to re-record our music, and that's what Taylor Swift has done. I think her second, the whatever number of album that she's recorded, it went number one again this week, I think. I'm sure, yeah. And I think the song went number one or something like that. But the thing, okay, side note. The thing about re-recording, I'm like, are you actually re-recording these songs? Because, you know, sometimes, like, these singers, they don't put so much effort, like, vocally into it, so it might be a little bit easier. I'm like, are you actually re-recording the songs? Like, are there, stig- are there rules to re-recording it? Can you just copy and paste, change a few things, and copy and paste your vocals, or change a few things, and change a few things, or something like that? Like, what are the rules? But anyways, back to mixing, uh, back to masterings, masters. So Heather B talked about masters and I wasn't going to, Heather B on the Heather B live on Sirius XM, um, Urban View. She talked about Ashanti owning her masters, not owning her masters. And she was like, owning your masters is key to your longevity, to your ownership, She's talked about that a couple of times um, since she's been on air. So I was just like, what is master? So music, the bigger component of music, making music, making, I'm sorry, making money off of music is there's two components. There's You have the masters and then you have publishing. Publishing is like your writing. If you're a writing credit, um, I think if the song... I don't, I don't know, like, you don't write or own anything on the, if you don't have the masters, or if you don't own the, if you're not on the publishing, I don't know if you actually can make money off of it, like, I'm just thinking about, like, Patty, like, Patty didn't write New Attitude, and I don't know who, I'm guessing the label owns, um, what label was that, GMA, AMC, something like that, I'm guessing the label owns, new attitude 
because she didn't write it. So she's not making money off of the song lyrically and the lyric aspect. I don't know. It's so weird. So do you just like make money? How do you make money off of a song you didn't write, but you sang? <laughs> it's so weird. Okay. Um, but a song like New Day, not New Day, um, Two Steps Away. I'm sure she's, no, I'm sure. I know she's making whatever money off of Two Steps Away because she wrote it. Um, but anyways, publishing, that's the writing part. And then the final, like the final product is the master of the song. The final product of the song or the album is the master. And that I believe is always generated goes to the label and they make money off of, they could license your music out, um, do the covers, uh, covers, license, like to like movies and stuff, or, and then the, um, sampling, sampling, but you could also make money off of sampling from the writing credit. So what I got was publishing is cool. You can make money off of publishing if you don't have a publishing deal, which also the label could have a piece of your publishing deal, or you can have a publishing deal with a certain publisher. And I think they might have a cut in that too. Or you, you can, um, say however much you want you can you know i'll have they can take the publishing company can take 10 percent. i'll take the 90 percent of the um the writing money and then there is like i said the masters and so the masters because i was like how are you able to just do publishing I was just like, wait, I forgot my original question. But anyways, that's the Masters. And if you own the Masters, it's the bigger... If you own the Masters of your music, that is the bigger... Um, what am I trying to say? That's the bigger moneymaker. That's the best opportunity the, to make money. Like I said, because you can do so much with it. Um, and Ashanti was like... Oh, the re-recording clause, right? So I was like, how are these people re-recording this music if you don't own the masters? Like, don't you need permission to re-record? And so, here we go. Okay, so two people. Ashanti. Ashanti, and I think, like, most artists in the early 2000s, late 90s, probably even 80s, they had a recorded re-recording clause that if you don't, if somehow, you could just re-record your music and you could own it, that you can own that. That's what these re-recordings are. Because I'm like, yeah, how are you re-recording your music? And don't you need permission? No. You can just, after a certain period of time, like Anita Baker's, I think hers was probably like 20 years um, Taylor Swift's was 13 years, I think it was. Taylor Swift's, oh, let's just go with Ashanti. Ashanti's was like, I guess it's 20 years because her debut, I think, was like 20 years ago. So Ashanti says so she's going to re record her first album. The, um, 
re-recording clause, which I had no idea this was a thing. And I tried to ask one of my friends on Twitter, and he was like, he doesn't know, or he didn't really get into it. I was just like, I'm shocked. I didn't know that this was a thing. He's like, the re-recording clause, there's a re-recording clause after a certain amount of years, you can re-record your music and your own that re-recording. And I think that's what Mariah did. I don't know if... I don't know about Mariah. Because I know the Mariah report. They said she re-recorded All I Want for Christmas is You. So all of the new recordings of that song goes straight to her and not to like Sony or I guess to... um What's his name? Walter. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah, so those re-recordings. But the thing, oh, the thing is about Mariah. No, I don't think these places aren't playing the new All I Want for Christmas is You, her her Mariah's version, the new re-recorded version. They're playing the original version, so whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, Sorry, no, we're in the holiday seasons. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. I had no idea there were so many... <laughs> So many versions, covers of All I Want for Christmas is You. There's a Selena Gomez version. There's a pop version. There's an R&B version. There's a rock version. I'm just like, oh my God, please shut it off. But anyways, Ashanti, um, so yeah, her. there's a re-recording clause, I'm guessing now. And hers is almost ending or about to end or whatever. And her, um, Irv Gotti, the president or CEO, whatever of, I forget the name of the record label. Let me see if I can search it up real quick. Irv Gotti. Come on, come on. American record producer, um, CEO of Murder Inc. Right. He gave a really nice, nasty comment on her re-recording her music. He was like, basically, he was like, do what you got to do. I love you. You're great. But you're fucking up my money by doing this. And it's like, Irv, you're fucking up her money by not giving her her masters. And I think on the Heather B show, they were like, um... His net worth, it was $50 million, and he had no idea he had he was worth $50 million. And they were like, you're, you're worth $50 million because you own all of these chunks of people's music and their livelihood. You own that stuff. So you're licensing and approving covers and approving samples and taking the money. Or probably majority of the money. That's how... And it was just like... Irv... You're being really ridiculous. They were like... You've eaten off of her so much... Throughout the years. The last 20 years. Let her build her family... Um, wealth and... Generational, generational wealth. And her family. And you know... Build up her finances. It's ridiculous. Um, Ashanti... Sign out on Ashanti. I don't really know Ashanti like that... I know a couple of Ashanti songs. 
Ashanti looks great. That's a, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. She's not like my favorite artist. <laughs> um, but that. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm doing something right quick. Um, that's a great song. So on to Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift was signed, or she no, she was signed to her first label, um, Big Big Machine, which was an independent label. I did not know that. And so in Taylor Swift's, um, we know like uh, Big Machine was bought out by Scooter Braun, who is um, Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber's manager. He bought it for like a shit ton of money before, quote unquote, Taylor could get her masters. I believe Big Machine was like, um, Big Machine ate off of Taylor for uh, that's you know their biggest money maker, and <clears throat> Big Machine was like, you never really tried to get your masters as hard as you could because I was surprised she didn't own her masters. But she, they were like, you never really tried to get your masters as much as you say you tried. It's just like, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know Taylor Swift was a Sagittarius, so that makes a lot of sense. But anyways, in her um, in her contract, I believe it was like 13 years until, I don't know specifically what her contract said about her, like trying to get her masters, but they did say, you can record your music after the re-recording clause, and I'm telling you guys, I'm so shocked about you can re-record your music after 13 years. And so now, you know, this is the mark. And Taylor, um, the thing was, Taylor was like, I want my master's. She, you know, one of the attempts to get a master's was, or she asked for her master's. And they, random, I don't know if this was random or if it was in her contract, but they struck up a deal saying, um, you can get your master's if you give us a certain type of album. I don't know if it was like her last album or it was like a specific type of album or like um like a live or something it was some kind of specific type of album and she said no I don't want to do that so they said okay we're gonna do this specific type of album anyways without you so it was like some like 2008 recordings live recordings that they had and they released it uh, very interesting. I think, I wonder if that's how some of these essential, you know, Patti LaBelle, essential Kelly Rowland, you know, Kelly Rowland, she had an essential album. I want to say it was like 2008 or 2012-ish. Or not 2008. It was like 2012-ish. I think I started seeing essentials, you know, those compilation albums that aren't necessarily approved by the artist or with the artist's um, collaboration on it. So I wonder if um, I'm guessing that's how these these labels those are label driven. Yeah. Um, so these re-recording clause. So we learned Rapidella Masters own you own your masters. You can you own everything. You can. There's also publishing. Uh, 
that you can make money off of, but you don't always do make money off of publishing because if you have a publishing deal or make a lot of money off of it, depending on how much you are. Um, I forgot the term Candy said. It's a weird terminology Candy uh, Burris explained. It's like, I'm not going to say AdSense. It's like, it's a weird name for it. Um, and then there's, you know, the masters. You can own your masters. You own your music life. Uh, and then there's the re-recording clause, which is very shocking. So, shout out to that. And up next, when I come back from a little break, we're going to talk about the Grammy nominations. And I'm back. Here we are on the Dare Show podcast. I'm going to talk about the Grammy nominations. Now, the Grammys, like I said, I think the, uh, July, June, January 30th. Wait. What did it do? This phone. What are you doing? January 31st, um, the 64th annual <laughs> Grammys. So let's talk about it. Some of these I was shocked about, and we'll talk. I'll give you my shockeration as I go along. And some of these people, a lot of these people, I really don't know. A lot of these people, I'm very shocked. I think it was a very, probably the most diverse music and um, artists I have ever seen. Usually, sometimes it's like pop, 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 or white 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 but here we go why did it give me i didn't ask for that i'm sorry so record of the year we have i still have faith in you by abba abbba the madonna sample that's all i really know I was shocked about that. Um, Freedom by John Baptiste. I Get a Kick Out of You by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga for record of the year, you guys. It's giving sympathy awards. You know, Tony Bennett has gone through a lot, or he has Alzheimer's, let's just call it. Um, his career is slowing up. This was this last album. I didn't really get into it. I couldn't really get into it. Like, I got into Cheek to Cheek. I, I, I don't know what to say. It's very shocking. Like, what? Um, I don't even think... And it's like a lot of their singles. A couple of their singles and, like, a video from them got nominated for Grammys. And I'm like, this didn't even happen with Cheek to Cheek. I think I know Cheek to Cheek won a Grammy, but I think it was for the album "Peaches" by Justin Bieber. That song is everywhere. Right on time. I don't really know that song. Brandy Carlile, "Kiss Me One More" by Doja Cat and featuring SZA. "Happier Than Ever" by Billy and Montero by Little Nas. Oh no, I'm sorry. "Driver's License" by Olivia Rodrigo. "Leave the Door Open" by Silk Sonic. Very interesting. 
album of the year. We have We Are by John Baptiste. Love for Sale, again. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Justice by Justin. Planet Her, Doge Cat. Billie Eilish, Her, Little Nas, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, and Donna. So, I believe a lot of these, a lot of the changes was like adding more. I know there was one new um, category I noticed, but then there's like adding more people to a category. I think, you know, Best New Artist has like 10 people on it. Song of the Year, Bad Habits, up by Ed Sheeran. A Beautiful Noise by Alicia and Brandy Carlisle. I did not see that at first. Fight for You by Her, Driver's License, which I believe was a big well, I mean really it was a big song, a lot of like slight controversy in a good way, I think it was. I've never heard that song. Maybe I'll go listen to it. Happier Than Ever by Billy. Oh, Kiss Me Again by Doge Cat, Leave the Door Open, Montero, pretty much everybody in the first record of the year category. Best New Artist, a bunch of people I don't know, except for Sweetie. I'm aware of Sweetie. Olivia Rodrigo, I've heard that name. All these other people I don't know. Best Pop Solo, Justin, Brandy, Billy, Ariana, Positions, Olivia with Driver's License. Who do I think will win that? If it's the song, Positions, I like Positions. <laughs> Best Pop Duo or Group Performance. I get a kick out of you, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. What? I, I think there's a category for this. I think this should have been the best traditional pop category. But it's a song. It's not... Uh, it's confusing. I think, I don't, again, Sympathy. Lonely by Justin Butter, BTS, Higher Power, and Kiss Me More. I'm going to have to go listen to that Kiss Me More because I heard some good things about it last night from some uh, from the girls the girls chat on YouTube. Oh, no, wait. Ladies First. I'm sorry. It's called Ooh, Ladies First. Ooh, Ladies First panel. Traditional pop vocal album. Love for Sale. Here we go. What? Well, okay. 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 That fits. Till we meet again. Here we go. A little diversity. A Tori Kelly Christmas. Let us see. Oh, Let us see sings Nina. Best pop vocal. Interesting. <clears throat> um, and a Dolly. I'm gonna Willie Nelson. This is very diverse. We have Miss Black Lady. We have Jazz. We have Christmas music. We have Dolly Parton. We have um, uh, folk and uh, what's the name? Country. Very diverse. That's that'll be exciting. Um, an exciting category to see who wins. Best pop vocal. Justin. I don't know. If Justin put an album out. Positions. Planet Her. Sour. Okay. Interesting. My Skipaloo, my darling, down to this one rock song. 
which I found so funny that Prince's estate, nothing compares to you by Prince, written by Prince, the song, Prince's song, but Chris Cornell is nominated for Best Rock Performance, and I'm like, oh, wow, Prince's, that's the, like, interesting side, like, Prince, your song could have won another Grammy. Do you get another Grammy if you wrote the song? I can't get into this. Um, you know, Prince was very, like, structured, like, very selfish in a way of, and critical of who he let do his songs. So now that he, you know, he's no longer here with us, he's not in the ether, his estate is just like, anybody, everybody, <laughs> here you go. And so now we have a Grammy nomination. Best R&B performance, Peaches by Justin. Girl, I don't know how the song goes in, never mind. Leave the Door Open, Jasmine Sullivan, Pick Up Your Feelings. That was a really big song this summer. Peaches, uh, Lost You, I don't know who that is. And then Damaged by Her. Best traditional R&B performance, I Need You by John Baptiste. Bring It On Home, to me, I don't know that song. I don't know any of the songs. Um, best R&B performance, I mean, best R&B song, Leave the Door Open. Giveon, SZA, Her. Um, pick up your feelings, Jasmine, again. Yeah, I don't know a lot of these people. We have, okay, let's get to the best rap performance. I'm surprised Little Nas was not in most of these. Best melodic rap performance. That's a new category, I believe. No, I believe. I've never heard that before. Which is, I... It's just giving, you know, it's giving recognition to the people who don't rap, who are rapping and singing. We have Little Baby and J. Cole. We have Doge Cat. Industry Baby by Little Nas, Hurricane by Kanye. So Little Baby could win either way. Um, best rap song, we have Sean Carter, DMX featuring. Oh, interesting. DMX featuring Nas and Jay Z. Um, Kendrick, Doge Cat, Sweetie. Anyways, best rap album. Nas, again. He won last year, I believe. Kanye West for Donda, which I don't think a lot of people liked. Drake, J. Cole, Tyler, the Creator. Mickey Guyton, who is a, getting a lot of success. Why wasn't she in, um, Best New Artist? For country, best country solo performance. Was that that hair song? I don't think it was. Um, let's get to my favorite part. Best country album. No, 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 no. I think it's like best country duo. Yes. Here we go, you guys. Best country duo group performance. If I Didn't Love You by James Dean and a Carrie Underwood. How incredible is that, you guys? Uh, I did not see that coming. I am excited for them. 
they did a uh, the performance on the AMA awards. I'll just talk about it now. No, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it on my next um, episode. But that, that, I was excited. Uh, I didn't see that coming. But great, it's a great song. It's a great song. We'll see if it wins. Um, I don't really like. I said I don't really know a lot of people on this in these categories. I don't really listen to a lot of the popular music that it's giving, like Billy and Doge and Justin. Like I've heard Peaches. No, 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 no. I've heard Yummy. So I'm thinking Yummy is Peaches. I've never heard Peaches. I don't think. Um, maybe I'll go listen to it and next week I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Grammy, um, a Grammy nomination playlist out. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare Show podcast. I really hope you, I found, I really hope you found this one informative and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week. I'm about to record another episode of a bunch of stuff that has gone on this week and I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Happy, um, what do they call it? It's not Thanksgiving. I forgot what Nikki called it. Happy Native American Awareness Day, I think it is, or something of that nature. Um, see you then. And I have this fierce single that Sammy McKinney and these little guys put together, baby. I got a single that'll make you jump up and dance. And if you can't dance to that, you got a hole in your soul, okay? Mm. <laughs>